Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, we have Caroline Chang. Caroline is the producer and host of Awake to Oneness Radio. She's the founder of the Kyle Foundation, which stands for Keep Your Light Expanding. She's co-founder of Universal Oneness Alliance and affiliate leader for Helping Parents Heal in the Poconos. She was inspired to launch Awake to Oneness Radio six months after the transition of her only son, Kyle. Today, she'll share her story of some of the things that happened to have her be on this special path. Caroline is certainly someone who inspires people globally to awaken to the truth leading to peace in their lives with the mission of peace on earth. She's a very special woman. Her website is awaketooonenessradio.org. That's the number two, awaketooonenessradio.org. Caroline Chang, my friend, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I was saying welcome to you because I'm so used to being the host. I know. <laughs> and so I'm so used to saying welcome. And I was like, wait a second, I'm the guest. It is. <laughs> Thank you. You are. Thank you so much, Sandra. I am so happy to speak with you, to share with you and your listeners. I was so thankful and so grateful to get to meet you in person in September at the Afterlife Symposium. I am just thrilled. I feel the same way about you. And it was like connecting with a friend that I hadn't seen in years, even though we'd never laid eyes on each other face to face. You are filled with joy. And I know your life has not been an easy one. But the fact that you've taken everything you've learned, and you really are sharing. And honestly impacting people globally. And I just, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And I'm so proud of you. You're doing wonderful work. And it's just, I, I'm just really honored, honored to, to be a guest and share my, my journey with your listeners. Fantastic. And then for our listener, just know that as soon as we hang up from this, Caroline's going to interview me. So we are having a fun day together interviewing each other on what we love the most. But this show, Caroline, is about you. So if you wouldn't mind telling us your story, just a little bit about you, where you are in the world right now, and what brought you to this special path that you're on. Okay, well, if you and your listeners don't mind, I'll take you kind of back to the beginning, but I'll make it brief. Do the best you can. (laughs) This is your your time, so don't rush too much. Okay. okay. All right. Um, well, basically, I was raised in a home that was not religious, but we did. I went. I was sent to Catholic school. I was sent to Catholic school to get a better education, and I know as a very young child what I was being taught um, in Catholicism and in religion class every day. Cause in Catholic school, you take religion every day, like you take math and science. Right. Um, yeah. And it just, what the, the nuns and the priests were teaching us never resonated with me. Cause I, I, I was like, God, okay. I'm not understanding why all of the, the, the things like that. The one question I had as a child that I really wanted to ask that I couldn't ask because my parents, my father especially, said children are to be seen and not heard. So the one question I wanted to ask is, as a four-year-old, 
why did God put that tree there? (laughs) If if we're not supposed to eat from it, why did he even put it there? I mean, at four years old, I'm logical enough to think, okay, I they, I don't want them to eat it, so I won't put it in front of them. To me, that's like putting a piece funny. of chocolate. <laughs> You're talking well, about the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So why did he right. put the tree there? That's funny. Why did he put the tree right. there? That I, I'm like, it just doesn't make logical sense, sense to me to put a tree like. To me, that's like putting uh, a slice of cake, uh, chocolate cake, in front of a two year old that is allergic to cake, chocolate. And you know that the child's allergic to chocolate. You know that the child will get sick, but the child loves chocolate. And you're going to put a slice of cake in front of a two-year-old and say, you better not touch it. <laughs> That's what it, So it's, there was like so much that, you know, I was being taught in Catholicism and in Catholic school right. that just didn't resonate with me. And I couldn't say the word, didn't know the word resonate at four. It just didn't <laughs> make sense, though. Yes, and then you were to yes. be seen, but not heard. So you kept and quiet, then I, right? Yes. Yes. I was supposed to be seen and not heard. So I couldn't, I had no voice. And so as I was growing up, I knew when I got to be old enough, I would research and find, I would search for the truth. So I started at a very young age seeking truth because what I was being taught taught just didn't resonate. So I started as at a young age um, in my teens looking and reading metaphysical books. Um, the first book I was given that really kind of put me on the spiritual path was Think and Grow Rich, which kind of basically, I was given that at 15, and I read that at 15, and that basically made me think, wow, we have something, our thoughts have something to do with our life. We actually create our life with our thoughts. That was a very interesting concept. I still didn't understand it completely, but I thought it was very interesting. Um, And then I I ran away from home (laughs) at a young age. I I finished high school, got my degree, ran away from home, went to college, um, and raised a family at a young age. Um, But and then so life got in the way of me seeking truth. I was a young mother raising two children, so I was doing the day-to-day stuff. But then in the 80s, after my husband and I separated, again, I started looking into metaphysical things. And everything I was learning metaphysically resonated with me, but there was a missing piece. So I'll bring you to that missing piece. The missing piece for me was when I watched the movie What the Bleep? in 2007 and I really from quantum physics what the bleep is a um, documentary with many scientists interviewing um, about quantum physics and basically the statement that truly woke me up was from Lynn McTaggart when she said the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness Yes. And when she said just that sentence, something woke up inside of me. It was an internal experience, not like from my head, but from my heart. And I'm like, I get it. We're all one. <laughs> We're all connected. There is no separation. This separation is an illusion. And that is what science in quantum physics 
And modern science is teaching that everything is energy and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. Not just people and plants and animals, the things we we think have life, but even the desk that I'm sitting in front of or, you know, the chair I'm sitting on. If you put anything under a high-powered microscope, what do you see? You see these tiny particles we call atoms and and, um, molecules. You see them moving. So that movement means it has life. And it's energy and it's moving. And um, those molecules are not even touching each other. The other thing I remember from childhood very strongly is in seventh grade, when we were studying molecules and atoms, my science teacher said, um, nothing is truly solid. And when he said that, again, that was another experience. That was another, as Oprah would say, aha moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. He said, nothing is truly solid. And something inside of me like said, yeah, that is true. So if nothing is solid, then it is actually still spirit, but denser. So everything is still spirit and everything comes from spirit. And what we perceive with our limited human um, perception, what we perceive as solid is still spirit, but denser. Because when you put it under a a high-powered magnifying glass, you see that it's a, a field of moving particle, not solid. Caroline, can I add something? Sure. Um, First of all, I've seen that movie lots of times. It's what the bleep do we know? And the bleep is all the, for our listener now, it's all those signs instead of using a curse curse word. What the bleep do we know? But something I found really interesting is if we take one of those atoms and if we were to put a little um, camera inside one of those atoms, it couldn't mm-hmm. fil- film anything. All that's in there is is this vibrating strings of energy that cannot be captured. Mm-hmm. They're invisible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everything we see and hear and can touch right now, not only are these atoms bouncing around that can never touch each other, but inside an atom is all invisible. So it really yeah. opened me up to just because we see it doesn't necessarily mean it's real. And then the opposite is even the things we cannot see can be real. Can't see the wireless internet. Can't that's connecting us now. Can't see television Mm -hmm. waves. They're real. Can't see sound. It's real. Can't see heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's real, you know? So I, yes, it's good. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. Yes, yes, like we can't see our loved ones that are on the other side, but they are still here. They're real and they're still here. And they see us and they want us to know that they are real and they're still here with us. So I just, so what the bleep in 2007 is what really woke me up to oneness. Uh, And it's just that everything is one thing. God, for me, the definition of God for me is all that is. There is nothing out, nothing exists outside of God. Mm. It's all God. And it's all God experiencing life through us. God wants to experience everything. And he does. 
or he or she, you know, we use these terms, he and she, but God is everything. God is God, yes. So God is God. And, and we are a part of God and can never be separated from God, making we are a part of each other and can never be separated from each other. And then I also understood the, un, the holographic aspect of God, universe, all that is. Meaning, and my favorite quote is Rumi's quote, you're not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. Meaning, Ooh. each of us, we are all of God in a drop. Amazing. So you have millions and billions of trillions of cells in your body. And someone can take a microscopic cell from your body and clone you. Because in that microscopic cell is all of you. Pretty incredible. You get me? Yeah. So when I, I got that, I was like, okay, we are all mean, tiny gods, but not when I, not gods with the S plural, but God, and it's God in his entirety. Um, and we are creating our reality. So that goes back to the, the um, power of positive thinking back in the early days, it was called the power of positive thinking mm-hmm. out in Today, it's called the law of attraction, but it's basically saying our thoughts are creating our reality. Right. We create it. And then I was studying, okay, now uh, we'll, we'll share, we'll go to my, my journey with Kyle. Yes. So Kyle is my only son, my youngest. I only have two children. Kyle was my youngest. And Kyle was born with a hole in his heart. Okay. Now, when he was born, the doctor said, very common, um, nothing to worry about. It'll close in a year. Okay. When I remember his year checkup and it hadn't closed and the doctor's like, oh, no worries. It'll close by the time he's two. Okay. So I'm the type of parent. I, I've always, I always took my children for their annual checkup when they were young and they, they had all their shots. Now, as a mother, I probably wouldn't do the shots. I'm very holistic. Um, but this, back in the 80s, I, um, you know, followed that. And yes. Kyle was extremely active. I mean, Kyle was running. I mean, couldn't sit still for five seconds. He just very, very active. So after his, you know, baby shots and well checkup till the time he got into school, he never got sick. So we didn't find out that the whole, we didn't find out until he was an adult that that hole never did close. So at the time he was 20, he played high school football, he played football in high school. This is how active he was. Never sick, barely ever got a cold. Um, but when he was 26 years old, he was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And it, what happened was he probably just from a common cold, his heart, because the hole didn't closed completely. I mean, it. I think it closed to where it wasn't detected right. because he did have checkups for football and it wasn't detected. And um, physical, you know, he had a, had a physical for football and they didn't detect the hole. But at some point, the, the doctors are saying they don't know how he got congestive heart failure at 26. But in my my Again, this is resonating from my heart and my soul. It that hole never completely closed, right. and a tiny infection got into his heart and weakened his heart. 
So um, his heart was very weak when it was first diagnosed, and he was still, like, not accepting it. You know, he's 26 years old. He's living on his own with right. his friends. Sure. He's working. He, he was a security guard. He loved doing security work. Um, I even asked him when he first got, you know, was diagnosed, do you want to move back home? He's like, no, I'm fine. He really wanted to ignore, you know, the whole diagnosis. Right. He didn't want to change his lifestyle, you know, eat healthier, exercise. You know, he didn't want to do any of that at 26. Um, so it got when he was 20, well, before, uh, actually the day before his 27th birthday, he got very ill with pneumonia and was trans, um, had to be actually medevac to a hospital in Philadelphia. I live in Northeast PA and Philadelphia is about two hours away. So they had to medevac him. Um, but, and he was on life support. He had pneumonia and on life support for five weeks. And doctors told me, um, they asked me, they took me out of the room and asked me, um, can we take him off life support? We don't think he's going to make it. Wow. Now, this was in December of 2011. Okay. Um, December 7th was the date. I remember the date. And I said no. I, I totally refused to have him taken off life support. But in my mind, I knew, okay, I already, I was still, I was spiritually awake. I knew we were eternal souls. I knew I was creating this. You know, uh -huh. nobody was doing, I wasn't uh, blaming anybody for what was happening, but I said in my mind, not to the doctors or anything, but in my mind, I'm checking out, I'm leaving. I, so I went upstairs. I don't recall if I even went back into his room after that conversation. I went upstairs a couple of floors to a quiet little waiting room where I would go every now and then and read. And I had a, the the only thing I could get was over-the-counter sleeping pills. I had a bottle of over-the-counter sleeping pills, and I took that with a bottle of water, and I wrote a suicide note, and I said, I'm not going to bury my son. My son is going to bury me. Oh, wow, Caroline. Wow. Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, I'm not doing this. And um, so I was completely unconscious for about two and a half days. Um, I remember vaguely uh, for a second waking up in the, um, well, he's, here's, this is funny. I was in the ER. I remember being in the ER and the, there was a doctor in the ER shaking me and shaking me to wake me up. And he um, was holding the, the bottle of pills, the pill, pill bottle in front of me. And he was saying, how many of these did you take? How many of these did you take? And I'm thinking in my mind, first of all, I'm thinking I'm not supposed to still be here. Right. And I'm thinking, that's a silly question. <laughs> so with full consciousness of what I was saying, because I thought it was a silly question, I said, one. <laughs> and then I was out again. That part I remember. Um, and then I don't remember anything else until I was in the intensive care. And Kyle's doctor, Kyle's intern doctor, he was a young, tall guy. Um, Dr. Ty was about 6'5", he's a tall guy, standing at the foot of my bed. And he says, Kyle needs you. And so that told me in my mind, well, Kyle's still here. Kyle's not gone. Um, 
but then I was still thinking, I don't want to be here and I'm still here. So, um, but basically, um, so a week after, I, so I'm in the hospital and they have me on the psych ward on 24 hour suicide watch. Oh my so, gosh. um, yeah, they had an aide had to be in the room with me 24 hours. And even if it was a male aide, and if I was taking a shower or going to the bathroom, I had to leave the door open. So they had me on 24 hour suicide watch. And Kyle was, and they would let me. Now they would allow me to go visit Kyle. He's still on life support because I never gave my permission to take him off. Okay. So he's still on life life support. They would let me go down and visit him for about an hour a day, supervised visit. And I remember the last supervised visit I had with him, I got real close to his ear and I whispered in his ear, I said, Kyle, get better. So we can both go home. And that night, he pulled himself off life support. Oh. He simmies, yes, he pulled out the feeding tube. He pulled out the ventilator. He pulled everything out himself, and his vital signs were perfect. The doctor said it was like he was never even sick. It was a true medical miracle. He pulled himself off life support. I got better. I actually never even inquired as to my medical condition as to what happened to me physically by taking all those pills. I never even inquired into my medical records. But he got better. I got better. And we both went home December 30th, 2011, the day before New Year's Eve. And we rang in the new year together. Caroline. And I I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just, I know who some of the listeners are right now. And for parents who have had a child transition, they know that feeling of wanting to Mm -hmm. check out. And Mm -hmm. grief happens not just when somebody dies physically, but it can happen when somebody's diagnosed. I can't even imagine as a mother being ask the question, do you want your son taking off life support? For those of us who have had loss, but maybe mm-hmm. not that relationship, I I can only give you so much compassion because you're a pretty regular-minded, beautiful human being, but something happens mm-hmm. to our minds in those times of, yeah. of deep fear and deep loss. So I just wanted to share that yeah. I, I'm oh, yeah. proud of oh, you yeah. for going on and but I can yeah. I can get it. I can get how that would seem like the only option you have with that amount of pain. Well, with that miracle, see, that's the thing. The miracle of, it was a true medical miracle. Kyle took himself off life support and was fine. His vital signs were fine. Technically, if he was off life support, he was supposed to die. <laughs> you know, yes. they, they're asking me, can we take him off? Because we don't think he's going to make it. He takes himself off life support and he's absolutely fine. It was a true miracle. I was fine after taking a bottle of pills, you know? And so when we went home, I'll never forget that day, December 30th, 2011. I'll never forget what I said to God. I said, God, Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me bring my son home. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. Right. But I will never stop thanking you for this miracle. Never. 
And I never stopped. I never not kept that promise to God. Beautiful. So now we're talking two and a half years later, um, April of 2014, he had to be rushed to the hospital again. Again, he was taken to, he wasn't Medifact this time to Philadelphia. He was ambulance. To, they took him by ambulance to the same hospital in Philadelphia. And also, oh, I have to tell you about the December, in December 2011, the hospital was on 34th Street. So I say I've had a real, a, my true miracle on 34th Street right. at Christmas. Yes. Because it was Christmas time and the hospital was on 34th Street. So I had witnessed a true miracle on 34th Street, and that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. But, okay, so now we're fast forward to two and a half years later. He's going to the hospital again as the ambulance is taking him to the hospital because they don't let you ride in the ambulances anymore. So as the ambulance is taking him, and I'm getting in my car to ride behind the ambulance, I say to God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I'm going to bring him home, if he'll be coming home with me this time. I hope so. I hope, you know, to be bringing him home. But I cannot stop thanking you for the miracle you gave me two and a half years ago. And so I kept that promise and I'm still keeping that promise. So even so Kyle was in the hospital for three months. Um, he was only on life support the last month of his life. He, they did a bridge. His heart had gotten so weak where he needed a transplant. He's on the transplant list, but it, a transplant hadn't come, but he really needed a transplant right. like now. Yes. So they did, they did a bridge surgery that put kind of like a pump in his heart and the surgery went well. Um, but a week later, from techni- technical reasons, um, his um, he had uh, aneurysm because he was on blood centers, and so an aneurysm burst in his brain about a week after the surgery, mm-hmm. and so that's basically why he he transitioned. Yes. And when that last month of his life, he was on life support, and I stayed by his side. I was reading Your Soul's Plan. And Your Soul's Gift by Robert Schwartz, which tells us, so I knew when Kyle transitioned, I knew several things. I knew three things. I knew it was his choice, his soul's choice to go at that time. I knew he and I had made this soul plan together, and I knew he wasn't gone. I knew he was just leaving the body that was, you know, the heart had given out. He, he, you know, was really in a lot of pain, really suffering a lot the last year or so of his life. And so he was just leaving that body, like leaving, like getting rid of that old car, <laughs> you know, that doesn't right. run anymore. But he wasn't going anywhere. And I knew that. I was completely at peace when he transitioned. And because I knew that it was a plan he and I made together in, in spirit. I knew he wasn't gone, and I knew it was his soul's choice. Every soul decides when to come in and when to leave. There are never any accidents. I know, especially as a parent, we want to think it was too soon. But it's always from a higher perspective. And that's how I look at life now. This life, I don't look at this life through my human perspective anymore. 
I look at everything from my soul soul's perspective. And like you said in your intro, six months after Kyle's transition, I had the inspiration to launch Awake to Oneness Radio. And my first guest was the author of Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift, Robert Schwartz. So I, I just was so honored to have him because he actually, I connected with Robert before Kyle transitioned. While I was in the hospital, while I was in the ICU room and Kyle was on life support, I emailed Robert and he emailed me right back. So it was, yeah. That's pretty incredible. Was, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't even imagine that journey. And I can't help but think from all the reading, investigating you've done for so many years, it built a foundation of your belief. Mm-hmm. And yes, it did. Yeah, which is incredible. I, I still, um, we're going on almost 300 episodes now. And there are days that I forget <laughs> that I, that I'm in this world. So, I mean, it's just, you know, cause we're human beings. We are still human. Yes. This is true. This is true. And it's a moment to moment journey. I, I say in every, another one of my favorite books is the power of now because we have the powers in each and every now moment. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I still have those days or those moments where I'm like, you know, I'm crying and there's nothing wrong. Now I, I, I want to um, stress this to the listeners too. There is nothing wrong to grieve. There's nothing wrong with crying. If you can't get out of the bed, if that's where you're at, you're at the perfect place you should be. Right. Don't ever feel that you're doing something wrong. If you're grieving, and you can't stop crying and you can't go on. Don't ever feel exactly where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. Our higher self, our soul self knows what's best for us. And if we, you know, it's a, it's for everyone, it's unique. We are unique, divine aspects of God. And each of us, we're going to go through our life and our journey uniquely differently. So don't ever think that everybody is supposed to be at the same place or the same level, or if someone's crying and someone's not, you know, it's no right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It's not this or that. And that's the other thing I understand with oneness. It just, it just is. You know, it's not, and it's how we label it. We can label it good or bad or evil or, you know, divine. We, lab- we label things. But if we remember, if we go back to the core of oneness, everything is God. So, and I, I use the yin and yang symbol as a visual example. When you look at that yin and yang symbol, the dark is just as equal to the light, to the white. So black and white are equal in the yin and yang, meaning that yin and yang symbol is a symbol of God. So we all have shadow sides and we all have light sides. We want to raise our vibration because we want to be of a higher vibration because we feel good (laughs) when we're at a higher vibration. Yeah. And, and probably sometimes our vibration can go low. Can I ask you a question, Caroline? Um, Just because the the title of this show is we don't die. Do you have, do you have any stories of um, maybe signs that you've gotten from Kyle? uh, Oh my goodness. That you can share. Oh yes. 
Yes, definitely. Okay, so when Kyle transitioned, I knew I wanted a reading with a medium, but I was determined not to look for one. I was going to let that medium come to me. Well, that's asking a lot. Listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I, like I said, six months after Kyle's transition, I started Awake to Oneness Radio, and I didn't know what, I knew that the mission of my show was to share the truth of oneness, because I knew when mankind awoke into who we truly are, that would bring peace on this world. So that was the the ultimate mission of my show. I didn't know what kind of guests I was going to actually get, but one of my guests suggested that I have Suzanne Giesman on my show. And I had not heard of Suzanne, but I checked out, I checked out her website and I was like, yeah, I invited Suzanne Giesman on my show May of 2015, 16, no, 16. And she was my guest. Who doesn't know, Mm -hmm. I hate to interrupt. She was yes. a Navy commander, ship commander, yes. who's now a medium, yes. a really good medium. Okay, back to you. Yes, 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 yes. So so she was my guest in May 2016. And after I recorded a show with her, I, I said, that's who I want to have a reading with. And she had a long waiting list. And so after we recorded the show, I said, Suzanne, just put me at the bottom of that waiting list. Whenever my number comes up, you know, we'll do it. And she said, sure. And so that was May of 2016. Now, Kyle's birthday is November 24th. And that year, Kyle's birthday was on Thanksgiving Day. Now, the week before Thanksgiving, I just, I was thinking a lot about Kyle. I emailed Suzanne. I said, you know, I'm just thinking a lot about Kyle. His birthday's coming up next week. It's on Thanksgiving Day. She emailed me right back. I mean, like two seconds and said, we're going to do a reading on his birthday. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. That's Thanksgiving Day. I don't want to take you away from your family on Thanksgiving Day. She said, Sanaya had told her before she got my email. Sanaya had told her she was going to do a reading for a mother on Thanksgiving Day. A reading for a mother who's lost her son on Thanksgiving Day. And Sanaya so is that... Suzanne's spirit guide. Let me just put that right. in there so people know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yes. Yeah. So she already, before, she didn't know who she was going to do the reading for. But she got that message before she got my email. Then she got my email and knew it was me. So she gifted me a reading on Kyle's birthday. Now, listen to what happened during that reading. I had never had a reading before. We were doing a reading via Zoom. And as soon as she invited Kyle in, she could hear this, like, whooshing, loud whooshing stuff. I heard nothing. She said, did you hear that? I'm like, no, I don't hear a thing. And she's like, okay, let's keep going. And then she said, there it is again. Can you hear that? I said, no, I don't hear anything. This is like, it must be Kyle. Then she says to Kyle, keep that down. It's disgusting. But well, she said, you'll hear it in the audio. It is so loud in the audio. You're going to say, how did I not hear it? I did not hear it live. And in that, now when when she sent me her audio, which is much better than my Zoom audio, she sent me her audio, which is a higher quality. I listened to it. And you can actually hear Kyle's voice. Kyle was trying to talk. I had never heard of EVP. Didn't know what EVP was. 
And then she said he might be trying to do EVP. And even when she said it, I didn't catch what she, because I had never heard of it. But the whole reading, Kyle's trying to talk to me through her computer. We hear his voice on tape. Can't make out what he's saying, but you can definitely hear his voice. And when I brought the point of the tape where you could hear his voice, and I brought that to Suzanne's attention, she said, holy that's Cal? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she and called Ty over to listen. She's like, holy, hey, Ty, come listen to this. Because that was the first time that uh, she does hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of readings. And that was the first time that had happened in a reading. And so we have Kyle from that reading. We have Kyle's voice on tape. And we also have my dog, Coco, who is in spirit, who transitioned in 2007. Kyle, uh, Kyle was holding Coco. And just before Suzanne says he's holding a small white dog, you can hear three yelps from a like high pitched yelps from a dog. I mean, it's so clear on the date. So, so we got EVP of my dog Coco and Kyle in that first reading. Car- it was Caroline, so amazing. I I think <laughs> you'll remember this, but at the afterlife symposium back in September. I, mm-hmm. Suzanne Wilson was do had a Zoom meeting. I think it was with Wendy Zamet, and they heard all this noise, and then you know the same thing, this really weird phenomena. Yeah. But when they played yeah. it back, they slowed it down, and within uh-huh. that noise were words and a message. So yeah. it is brilliant to me that there's so many different ways that they're trying to get through which this is great Mm -hmm. and i don't think everybody's just once we transition that we have all the knowledge in the universe i think it takes practice i think it takes education how was Mm -hmm. your reading with her before behind besides her saying that she's he was holding the dog how was the evidence that came through Oh my goodness. It was everything. She, I mean, she had the essence of him. She described him. I mean, his personality. Matter of fact, in his uh, obituary, I wrote that he's a gentle giant because he was a big guy and he just had the biggest heart, uh, literally, figuratively and spiritually. He had the biggest heart because um, with um, congestive heart um, failure, your heart is very large. And so he just was all heart and a big guy. And um, so I used the terminology gentle giant in his um, obituary. And those were her exact words. He's a gentle giant. And just, you know, it was just, everything was just spot on. So many, and then in some, some things he was trying to kind of tell me, because it was Thanksgiving day and he was kind of, trying to tell me what was going to go happen in my day that I didn't know was going to happen. And I didn't realize it until it happened. And I'm like, wow, that happened. And he said it was going to happen. That's pretty, pretty great. It is. It was great, 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 great. And then I had, so I started having readings on his birthday since then. And not with Suzanne, but my next reading was with a student of hers called named Colleen. And Colleen's reading, the same thing happened with the whoosh. And that time I could hear it. Now, I could hear it live. As soon as she invited Kyle in, you, you heard the whooshing. And, and the great thing about Colleen is she's wonderful. Her son is on the other side. And her son helps her with the reading. And so cool. Oh, that's the other thing Kyle said. Kyle said in that first meeting with Suzanne, he said he's very proud of what I'm doing with the radio show. And he's my co-host. Oh, that's great. Yes. 
because every time I'm doing a show, he's right there with me. Oh, I'm so grateful that you've had the confirmation. And I would like to talk about your show because I know yeah. we share a lot of the same listeners, but you, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little different show, but uh-huh. people that listen to me, listen to you and vice versa, but to be able to share it, what's Awake to Oneness all about and why did you feel so strong? Well, I think I can under- understand why you felt so strong about sharing it, but tell us a little bit about your show that you co-host with your son, Kyle. <laughs> Very true. Kyle is a, a big part of everything I do. Um, for me, I when I understood, like I said, what the bleep, when I woke up to the truth of oneness and understood that we are all spiritual beings that at our essence, at our core, we are having a temporary uh, human experience. And then I, I even take that human part, even make it deeper and say, yeah, we are having a temporary human experience, but the human experience is still part of spirit. You know, that human experience comes from spirit. And it's denser. It's a denser spirit, but it's still part of spirit. So there is no true separation. And when people, and I believe that we all planned this in spirit. We knew it when we were in spirit, but when we come back, when we come into this life, we have amnesia and we choose, chose it so we could have this experience. We couldn't really have this experience if we knew it all, you know? So right. we, we want to have this experience so we forget. We come asleep. We're sleepwalking through our lives until we wake up and understand, wait a second, we're all one. We're all connected. We're all connected with God. We can never be separated from God. We can't be separated from each other. And to me, that's the key to peace on earth. Even heaven, I think once we achieve peace on earth, we can have some kind of heaven on earth. And I do believe it is very doable because I do believe humanity is at the tipping point where it is awakening with the internet, with shows like your show and my show. And so many, there's hundreds of shows like ours that are awakening people up to who they truly are, which is spirit having a temporary human experience of their own creation. We are creating this experience. And when we understand that, we don't blame anybody. We don't blame our parents. We don't blame our teachers. We don't blame the neighbor. We don't blame our husband, our wife. We stop blaming others for what we think is going wrong in our life. And we take ownership of our own life. And when, we, and when you take ownership of your life, you can change your life. Ooh, like, okay, I like I, that. yeah, I created this. I can change it. What I'm reminded of, Caroline, is when we take ownership, the way the word I use for it is responsibility. And I know mm-hmm. I've gotten into arguments with people in the past because even just recently I made the comment that I said my dad had to go the way he did and I needed to have the arguments with the siblings that I have because mm-hmm. without of that, I wouldn't have experienced deep grief and I wouldn't be where I am right now. Now, I'm not saying that that's the truth, but it's mm-hmm. my truth because instead of spending the last eight years making people wrong, I took mm-hmm. what I learned and I turned it into something. Just like if you're driving down the road 
and you get a flat tire. Now you could be really upset with that flat tire and spend days. Right. Or even if you're driving down the road and there's you come across a, a tree in the middle of the road and you're stuck mm-hmm. and you can't get somewhere on time. Now you can spend all kinds of time being mad. Or you could say, hey, I was responsible for taking that path. Now, is it the mm-hmm. truth? Who knows? But does it, like you say, does it empower you? Does it get you back in the driver's seat of your life? And so yeah. I think whether it's your soul's plan, choosing to claim that is true, or mm-hmm. did dad die when he did so that I could be here right now? Who re- who really knows? We'll know someday. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the power that you get or that we each get from not being blaming and, and really being mm-hmm. of power and responsible, it's amazing because we can change the direction if we take the responsibility for it. So exactly. I'm proud of you for sharing that because exactly. that's a big deal. And he, yeah. And here's the other thing too. All truths are true. And I say that all truths are true to the person believing it. Right. Because remember, we are each tiny divine aspects of God creating our own reality. And we create our rea- reality from our thoughts, our our words and our deeds and our beliefs. And so all beliefs, all truths are beliefs, are, blah. all truths are true to those who believe them. So, and we create that reality because it's not, it's very, it's confusing, but I'm, I'm going to try to simplify it. We live in a multi-dimensional universe. Everything that can happen does happen. And also, I want to say, when you said about your dad, how he passed, um, Kyle said to me in the second reading that uh, he would not change a thing. I mean, the way he passed and everything, he wouldn't change a thing. So, um, and your dad would probably say the same thing. You know, like I said, they choose. It's a soul, not from their human perspective but from their soul from their higher self perspective their higher self there no one leaves too soon or too early it's always perfect divine timing but everything that can happen does happen in a different dimension and i know that sounds crazy but we can experience anything we want if we're at that vibrational dimension it's all vibration and and um, so what happens, like I said, is, and we can, we can say, we can look at it negatively or we can look at it positive. Everything that happens, we can, we can, if we want, we can look at the positive good from everything that happens. And I know that sounds crazy, especially from a mom whose son transitioned. Right. But I, I can say that. And I understand that experience I went through with Kyle was for a purpose so I can um, share it with others and other parents especially because most of my, a lot of my listeners are parents with children on the other side and how would I be able to sh- to reach them if I didn't have that same experience you understand they oh, wouldn't exactly exactly I yeah. could not talk about grief had I not been through it right yeah can yeah. you speak about parents I know you're mm-hmm. uh, an affiliate leader for helping parents heal could you talk yeah. a little bit about what helping parents heal is because 
there's so many people that don't know that it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. Helpingparentsheal.org is the, the main website. Yes, yes. And the person who brought me, um, got my attention into Helping Parents Heal was Suzanne Giesman. <laughs> it all goes back to Suzanne. She told me about this wonderful organization, and I said, oh, i got to check them out. And I checked them out, and I saw a comp. They were having their first conference coming up, and I said, I've got to go to the conference. And I ha- did several shows with the co-founder, with the fa- co-founder and the co-founders together, and then I did a show before the conference and then after the conference. But basically, they are an organization, and I love this organization, because they want to, um, they focus on that your child is not gone, that your child is still here, and it's okay to share signs. So I've been to two Helping Parents Heal meetings in person. Um, I'm still organizing my group here in the Poconos, but I went to two meetings in New York, and the wonder, we had a great time because we were all sharing story, we were all sharing signs from our kids. You know, and, and a big rainbow um, took place outside the window. We're in this high-rise Aww. New York City, and we look out at the clouds, and there's this rainbow. We know all of our kids are there, you know, with, you know, let, that rainbow was a sign from our kids letting our kids know they're still with us. So it's not a sad place. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, we don't leave the meeting sad and crying that our kids are on the other side. We share signs that we know our kids are still with us. And not all um, groups, uh, grief groups are like that. Yes, that's correct. And a lot of times, I I know even just talking about afterlife, there's many of us Mm -hmm. who don't have anybody in our day-to-day lives that we share this part of ourselves with. And and there are a lot of traditional grief groups that... Yes, they really do make a difference, but there's this extra layer of being able to share this side that we do believe that our child's gone on. Or even if we don't believe, there's plenty of people around that help us with, we can be open about this. And I can't share helpingparentsheal.org and they have online Facebook groups. They have online uh, meetings free. Mm -hmm. If people want to make a little small donation, it's always welcome. But they have had some of the best speakers and it's all online. So even if you're a parent listening to this in the privacy of your home, I encourage you to go to helpingparentsheal.org and especially join the Facebook group because they're they're givers. Everybody in the community is someone who has a, a child in the spirit world and that they're very understanding and compassionate. So Kudos to you. My for best that. friends. <laughs> yes, are. my best friends are come have come from helping parents yeah. too. Yes. And it, it helps all yes. of us to be part of whether it's an organization or listening to the right. show or being part of a Facebook group, whatever that is that we're not in this alone. It it can be very yes. easy, even though there's seven billion people on planet Earth with uh, with us, to think we're alone yes. with our own things and, yeah. and we're not. Can I ask you, Caroline, who some of your fav- sure. favorite guests have been? Because I know you've had some big, famous people on your show. Yes. Oh, well, some of my favorite, of course, Suzanne Giesman. Of course. <laughs> She's been on my show several times. Suzanne Giesman, uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith. I'm not sure if you're Yeah, he was him, in the movie The he- Secret. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Secret. Yes, 
Yes, I had him on the show. Robert Schwartz, of course, and he's been on my show a couple of times. Yeah. Robert Schwartz is the author of Your, Your Soul's Soul Plan. Plan and Your Soul's Gift. He also has a third book out, too. Um, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Um, by, um, sci- I've had some wonderful scientists on my show. Dr. Bruce Lipton. No, who sir. Is a biologist. I'm jealous. Yes, sir. <laughs> Maybe you can make that introduction. He's brilliant. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Dean Radding, who was in What the Bleep. Oh, my goodness. Dean Radding. Yes, I had Dean Radding. Oh, the, um, one of the founders of HeartMath was on the show. I don't know um, what that is. Howard, I don't know what that is. Heart, oh, oh, goodness. You, okay, Howard Martin was on the show. He's the co-founder of HeartMath. HeartMath has scientifically proven that our heart is much more intelligent than our brain. Wow. I mean, yes, significantly more intelligent. Our heart is much more intelligent than our brain, and heart math has proven it scientifically. Pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And I've had um, uh, Dr. Larry Dossey, who wrote the book One Mind. You know what's Um, funny is I very rarely get jealous. And in my core, I'm thinking... Okay, Sandra, this is not about you, but here's the thing. Now I'm going to sit in the seat of responsible. How grateful am I that I've now met you, that now listeners of this show can go hear those extraordinary interviews with those people? Because that, I mean, it's really great because I, there's always that question about science and the afterlife and those are the people that I own their books that I've written mm-hmm. to their media people and they might say my show is not big enough or they're too busy. So I'm really thrilled that I get to interview you, the interviewer, and be able to share. So yes, I'm putting the, yes. the jealousy aside. Let me just ask yes. you, awaketoonenessradio.org mm-hmm. is your site. Can people yes. access all the interviews there or do yes. you have them all on YouTube, like what's the best? Way? I have them. At, I have them everywhere. Oh, okay. I have them. I have them on. They're on. All of them are on Blog Talk Radio. Okay. All of them are on iTunes, and all of them are on YouTube. Oh, I'm proud of you. So all, I'm a big YouTube yes. girl myself. If I were to yes. go there, yes. I would type in "Awake the Number Two Oneness, Oneness. Radio Radio," and that would and pop up. Right okay, because because yes. some of those names that you mentioned, and I'm sure there's other people. Yes. And we compliment yes. each other because who wants yes. to hear the same yes. interviews all over again? So I'm grateful that we yes. have some uh, some varied guests. Yes. Oh, I'm proud of you. And I, I, I do. I try. I try to have um, shows from all walks of life. I have the scientists. I have medical mm-hmm. doctors. I've had spiritual people. I've had musicians. I've had comedians. I've had uh, artists. Um, you know, paint this um, the the girl. Akiana, and I, I wish I could pronounce. As a matter of fact, yes. that show is gonna. Um, you interviewed yeah, her. Akiana, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I had Akiana on my show, so she's a, a great uh, child prodigy artist. So, because what I want to show is that <laughs> I am so proud of you. I'm just sitting yeah. here. I'm just uh, in, in awe. And now, for our listener, if you don't know who these people are, they're yeah. they're just it, super inspirational this this Akiana or Akiana yes. was a girl yes. from 
a very young age who's like a child prodigy artist. Yes. She never yes. grew up with religion and she draws right. pictures of Jesus and the afterlife with such detail. And her parents were like, they ne she was never told about this. And she's brilliant. And her paintings yes. are unbelievable. Wow, you just gave me just such a boost of inspiration right now. And I've got some work to do going, checking out your, your oh, show. No. But you're, some do, of these? you're doing amazing. Well, yes. It's, we complement really, each other. Yes, yes. We complement each other. And that's what life is all about. Because we're all unique. We're all unique aspects of the divine. That is my definition of who we are. And we're supposed to be different. We're supposed yes. to, you know, and, and that difference is unity within diversity, meaning we don't, we can't be clones of each other. We don't want to be clones of each other. And even if we, even if we don't agree on something, like a, if a Buddhist doesn't agree with a Muslim, doesn't mean a Buddhist and a Muslim can't love each other right. and respect each other. Right. You know, it's, all because I personally I don't claim to be any one particular religion because I believe in oneness and oneness yes. to me is unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and unconditional acceptance of another person. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And I know too by the title of this show, it really is mm -hmm. focusing on evidence of the afterlife with some living yeah. a powerful life. Whereas you take my, myself and my listeners to the next phase mm -hmm. about awakening and, and you get so many more broad stories about what the potential is, the human potential in life. And I think it's great to believe in the afterlife, but once we do, well, then we have a right. huge responsibility of who are we and what do we choose our life to be for. And so I think right. that it, where I, you and also Roberta Grimes, who has the Seek Reality program, that everything's mm -hmm. complemented to really help all of us enrich our lives to the most that it can be, give us resources to be inspired. And I tell you what, sometimes you hear, I, I, I can't remember the guy's name who first ran the four-minute mile uh, in a marathon, but before, Roger Bannister is his name, before he okay. did that, the world said there's no way somebody can run a mile in four minutes. It's just, it's impossible. And once he did that, then suddenly, you know, hundreds yeah. of thousands of people have been able to do it. So once you hear stories yeah. on Awake to Oneness Radio and you hear some of these things that people are doing, I think it sparks something in our soul that's like, I could yeah. do that too or do something different. But it mm -hmm. really opens up to what's possible in each one of our lives. And it is my wish for all of us, because I know the day is going to come where we close our eyes here on planet mm -hmm. Earth and take our last human breath. And then we open them in the afterlife right. and take whatever mm -hmm. kind of breath we take there. But to look back on our life and really know that we played full out and we really right. made the most of it. And you, my friend have created that kind of conversation that, like I said, in the beginning, you, you have this, you have global listeners really empowering people. And you could have never done that without being on your search and, you know, having Kyle as your right. co-host is such a beautiful yes. thing. So yes. a big, a big thank you to you, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you. Cause now what you're doing is wonderful because you know what? The evidence, there's so much overwhelming evidence that we don't die. There's no such 
seeing death. And and that should be a no-brainer to everybody on the planet by now. <laughs> well, it will be because we're all on our yeah. journeys. And I it took me 20 years to get to where mm-hmm. I am. And if I can mm-hmm. help people through this show and and um and also I think I told you this via email, but I'm going to do my first live events that people can come for a weekend and get this yes, tr- I'm gonna be transformational there. knowledge. You coming to both of them? Yes, well I'm I'm definitely coming to Boston. All right. I'm not sure about Orlando, but I'm definitely gonna be in Boston. Okay. So for the listener who doesn't yeah. know what we're talking about right now, uh, yeah. February twenty second through twenty fourth, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, you can go to wedontdieboston.com to find out more. It's myself and a bunch of people talking about the afterlife and living life. And it'd be very powerful. And then also a little bit warmer, end of March 2019, com. And I tell you, I will give everything I've got, as will the other speakers, that no matter where you are on the spectrum of believing in the afterlife or hoping that it's real, that you walk out the door having witnessed some of the most miraculous things that you know in your heart that you go on, your loved ones are still around and that your life matters. And that's, and, and for those that can't make it certainly understand, but I have a fellow who is filming both events and we're going to turn it into an online program that'll probably happen Uh this summer to get to the most amount of people. Caroline, our time is coming to an end. Do you have any Closing words before we oh, say our goodbye. I am just goodbye. so, so thankful. I mean, I'm so thankful. Um, it's just wonderful to have met you, and I'll be seeing you in Boston. I'm actually driving to Boston with another HPH, Helping Parents Heal Mom. We're com- going together. We're driving together to Boston, and I can't wait to see you next month. Oh, you're, you're awesome. sweet. You're sweet. Yeah. And I will... For who's you who's sitting at home or in your car or out for a walk who is listening right now, if you scroll to the description of this episode, I've got a few things. I've got the connection to Caroline's Awake to Oneness show, and then also a link to Helping Parents Heal, and then also a link to the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Because sometimes it takes (laughs) watching something like that to really get that we are not who we think we are. There's so much more than just this, I don't want to say bag of bones, but skin and bones that we are. There's so much more. And sometimes it takes watching something like that. So I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, Caroline, thank you again for being our guest here today. Thank you. Oh, I'm so it. honored. I love it. And for our <laughs> listener, thank you for taking the time to be here also. As in every episode, it is my wish, my dream, and my goal to let you know that you are a soul having a human experience, as am I, as is Car- as Caroline is too. And our lives matter. There's a much bigger picture. Our, I love this quote that our life here is but a thread in the fabric of our soul. We are so much more than we can even imagine ourselves to be. The home base for this site is where you can find all the past episodes. We are now on number 288. Amazing. You can go to wedontdieradio.com. I've got some free gifts there as well, including my uh, How to Survive Grief audio, because I do know, as does Caroline, just how painful grief can be. And there's a few tools to help understand the grieving process and some things to help lessen the pain. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain and 
I'm so happy I get to have these conversations on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. Again, you can go visit Caroline's radio show on iTunes, YouTube, or simply at her website, awake2onenessradio.org. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.